0: This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on one hundred point five ESPN. What was your stepmother's response to all this?
1: You figure it out. It's okay. It happens. Clean it up. No big deal. And she's like, "It is no big deal, right? It's not the end of the world." Like, it's okay. yeah, honestly, it's that, not a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> you
2: clean it up. That conversation <laughs> is the conversation that your mother has
0: with you. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton. Here's Jim Rutledge.
2: look good today me too you're looking good what a watermelon shirt yeah I thought I'd mix it up a little bit a little
3: watermelon sugar yeah I mean you know when I wear a collared shirt it's either iron jock or or that uh, the other golf company that I like to wear right They're the yep. two the two staples and I was like you know what I feel like dressing up nice today I'm gonna wear a button-down shirt for work it's inappropriate in the workplace John. I don't look good for I don't look good for uh, Alex today
2: Harry's St- who is that is that uh Maroon it- five?
1: I think it's, it's Harry, Harry Styles style. yeah, it first, it yeah, style. right. first time.
2: You guys <laughs> <laughs> yes, see Don't Worry it's same difference Yes,
1: very good Don't Worry Darling Yeah Very was, good movie
2: No It didn't land the plane You're correct so, Bad ending good Yeah, movie, so though. like No, you can't Let's try 3776 Can a movie be good If you didn't If the ending doesn't hit I can yeah, I think I know what Alex is saying. I'm saying it was fine, but like it was like it got your expectations, and we'll talk about expectations today. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do.
3: And that's Crush, a delicious, ice cold blue Coors Light. So, nicely done. Man.
2: Yeah, now I want a Coors Light. I know. That's perfect. So, he's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show 844 770 3776. And give me an example, because I know what you're talking about. Like, don't worry, like darling. I don't want to ruin it for anyone. But the whole time, it was like moving to a, a place where you're like, okay, there's going to be a big payoff. And the payoff didn't hit. It Boy, was a little, it is, is, well, it's a little muddied. It's not clean. It's not crisp. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So it's least-
3: not just one of those movies. Like, there's, we've all been to movies where they'll end it in kind of an, Unexpecting way that leaves kind of a bad taste in your mouth, but like it's the point.
2: Well, like, was that the kind sixth, of it? the sixth sense? Lands the plane, there was a plot twist, and the plane lands. M. Night Shyamalan, a lot of times, and we'll get to your thing, but your the M. Night Shyamalan, like, lands the plane sometimes, the other times it doesn't land, it's just you crash landing. The
3: director of this movie,
2: no, he was oh. the director of sixth sense, he's done right, right, right. All, all a lot of these other movies. Yeah. Um, what are some of his other ones, the Mr. Glass, Signs. Yeah, signs. So like Science was one that was more of like, did the la- did it really land at the end? I liked it. I liked the but at the beginning it could have been an A and I was like, ah, it's like a B minus. Like it was Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh but-
3: man. I-, I did not like scary movies, and that really isn't a- considered scary a little suspenseful, maybe, yeah. but not scary. And that was like one of the first times I like felt like, I made it through a scary movie without okay. being, like, too and scared. And I, I don't,
2: like, I'll be honest, zombie movies are the ones that usually scare me the most for scary movies. I don't really care for, zo- I don't really care for scary movies either, because usually not any good. Like, I'm watching yeah, okay. Last of Us right now, which is a zombie apocalypse yeah. sort of thing. It's amazing and really well acted. Because the problem, most of the time, all the money is spent on the scare for scary right. movies, and it's like, well, it's not good. It's just a lot of flash. But I think, like, Us, that landed. Jordan Peele's been landing his movies, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I believe, uh, Stroph- I haven't seen it yet, so don't ruin it for me, but what's the one, uh, the most recent one from Jordan Peele that you saw at the theater? This, this last summer, it was a big movie, it was a Jordan Peele movie, you told me that you just didn't like how, basically, I think maybe how it ended, nope? Nope.
1: I don't think I saw that, I think I you thought, thought it was somebody else.
2: Okay, I thought it was you that told me that you didn't like it, but regardless, I've heard that like it's just not as good as the other one, so I'm guessing, I'm still going to watch it, right. that it probably doesn't land the plane. Like. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You have to pull it out and in this and don't really darling, they just don't land the plane. We're really good acting and it really has a cool point, but then like as it reaches its top, when it does the payoff, right. it's just like so, what? So I guess huh? there doesn't make any sense.
3: There's two ways for me to think about it. It's either they missed, like it it didn't seem like it was cohesive and it didn't make sense, and then there's just the director having a different vision for it and he like they execute it the way they wanted to and it but it just wasn't the way maybe you were envisioning it or planning on it or wanted it to well so, wasn't it just
2: me thing because no, i think so it's like I'm a seven you out of ten like,
3: on you, ibb so did did you feel like it was more the director just made a choice and you didn't agree with it or do you think it was like this just kind of got muddy at the end and the they kind of like lost direction
2: I think I got muddy at the end of Lost Direction because okay. there's one thing I can't give it away. But the whole time, the big, like, what, like, why are they doing this? Like, why are the, you know, specifically the women okay and acting this way?
4: Uh-huh.
2: I kind of predicted that one part of it I was like, it only works if this is from two different eras. Of like, otherwise, I'm not shocked if okay. women in the 50s are acting the way the women in this movie are acting because that's how women in the 50s acted. So, like, that's, that's not right. shocking to me. So the only logical thing would be they're from a different era. So like that was figured out quickly, and then it was like how they came from different eras just was like, meh, not, not, did not quite land the plane. But a lot of good performances just didn't land the plane. Huh. But I'm in a good mood. I ran today three miles. Wow. I took, I'm not fast. But Treadmill took, or outside, uh, outside? Outside. Wow, you've been getting that running in recently. That's two weeks in a row.
1: You're I are a whole new f-
2: man. Well, kind of. I'm not fast at it. I'm about 11 minute mile for three miles. So
1: yeah. as long as you don't walk, I'm
0: proud. Right, of Right. Yes. Yeah.
2: So uh, and I took five seconds off from the last time. So I'm I'm happy with that. But there you go. I'm also trying this new thing of cold showers. <laughs> uh, do you guys take cold showers? Yeah. So Chris
1: Orr's tried to talk me into this because that's his thing. Every morning he starts with a cold shower, and that kind of freaks me out. I don't think I could wake up like that. I mean, I feel like I'd like it. What's that? I feel like I'd throw up. You would throw up? I feel Jeez. like I would. What?
2: So I, I get your point. So after a run, I did the cold, cold shower. But like in the winter, or even now, like obviously now you don't usually have. At least for me, I don't have it as warm. Mm-hmm. Even with the air on, the house isn't as warm. But what I'll try to do, uh, the house, you know. So what I'll try to do is start with like, a, like a lukewarm shower, and then I'll turn it to cold before I get out. I can't just get in cold shower because that's just too cold i can't handle that i'm like i throw up like alex <laughs> but it's a strong take but i think yeah. that like going in cold that's a special sort of psychosis <laughs> like chris or and like i would imagine like tark Sala reminds me of someone that could like take a cold just, like just get into a cold I mean, shower I think the
3: idea is the same no way is to go like stroke. ice bath
2: right you're right, just kind of you're not starting your day every day with an ice bath <laughs> I mean,
3: <laughs> forget a cup of coffee. You want to wake up? Yeah, well, that's why I like <laughs> the cold, cold shower. shower. Like I
2: like it, but I just—it's more of a finisher for me. Like the last minute, <laughs> I'll have how a cold you shower. Land the plane. Yes, I land the plane with a cold shower. <laughs> Sounds miserable. What is the dorkiest, or what's the worst thing on your like workout list? Like the dorkiest song, and I'll take that calls on that as well. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I have a workout like running list, and every once in a while, a song will pop on, and I'm like. Why was I drunk when I put this song on there? But at the same time, I'm like, no, I wasn't because I like it. <laughs> so the other day, it was too legit to quit. There I was about, I hit two miles, and I was like, I usually run two, and I'm like, that song came on. I'm like, I can run, I can run in this song, all and right. then I kept on going. Like, what's the? And I just want to hear eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What's the like nerdiest or kitschiest catch, song on your playlist?
3: I can't pick one, but all like. My favorite workout music is all throwbacks to like middle school and early high school, like my punk rock phase. Like Blink-182 comes out. Can you out. do the Too
2: Legit to Quit? You guys know that? I'll do it right yeah. here for the camera. Yeah. Too, too Legit legit, to Quit. Too Legit too quit. Too legit, to <laughs> <legit, too> Quit.
1: <laughs> Your L is backwards out. with that hand, bud. Oh,
3: yeah, it is.
2: There we go. Too Legit to Quit. That's not an I. Did you know this song? Or Alex Trofe. Do I know this song? Of yeah. course, I know this. Song. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's not. You can't touch this. So it's, it's still MC Hammer, though. He's a big deal. Okay, but way earlier than your time. So that's why I just wanted to make sure. Of. Like, he's not. It's not like he's. Hey Jim, I'm just going to quote you here. Just because something happened before I was right. born doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? But I'm always. <laughs> I'm fascinated to know how MC Hammer made it through. You know, so a like, lot of
1: music makes it through. I'm a big music guy.
2: <laughs> so what movie is this? Uh, the. like no he chance. had a, he had a theme song for a movie. No chance. Adams Family. He wrote a whole song for the Adams Family, oh, and really? like they did it, they're in huh. the video. Isn't that but that, that, that's not MC Hammer. No,
1: no, that's not, like, a different Adams. Family? He
2: did a song like it's called Adams no, Family. It's like Adams Family fact. Values. They like.
3: don't just play that song the entire movie. Da, da,
2: da, da. <laughs> yeah. Good job.
3: <laughs> the whole movie they just play that song.
2: <laughs> they should. anyways. It's a, it's so I'll banger. take your. Uh, Your dorky songs on your playlist, just like a lot of times it's poppy songs because that's got a beat you can run to.
3: I my problem is I get too caught (laughs) in the rhythm, (laughs) which (laughs) sounds cheesy, but like if a song's too fast, I will run myself out of breath. Well,
2: no, I get that. That's why honestly I've started this new thing where I'll start my run because I need to start slow because you get going playlist. Well, what I do is I start with a podcast and then it's like (laughs) it's this kind of listening, and so the first mile. It's, uh, you know, maybe like a 12 minute mile. But then the next two are, sh- are faster because then I'll kick it. Because right. now, once you get loose and you're kind of like, all right, Fair now I'm yeah. going. Now I can kind of run to the music. But that first, if I'm going to burn out, it's that first mile running. Right. Meanwhile, I got people in the office who are like, yeah, we run four miles for about 30 minutes. I'm like, what? Well, good for you. I can't join your run club because yeah. I'm going to be bringing you down. I'm happy with my <laughs> 11 minute mile for uh, three miles. But. Uh, this is Relic Hamilton Wolf and Fitchburg chimes in. Jim is spot on with "Don't worry, darling." The potential was there for the movie, but they mishandled the ending. Could have been great movie. Uh, it could have been a great movie, but it missed. Almost brought the plane to land, but then missed the runway. Huh. And I think that's. It's just it wasn't like a crash landing. Yeah, it was just not a perfect landing. And I, I think I think
3: you've done a pretty good job of not spoiling it too.
2: Right. Uh, I don't want to do that. It's too. It's what is the line? What do you think the line is for spoiling a movie? Year. One year,
3: yep, yeah. Because you year. gotta wait for it to get onto some sort of like streaming platform. Because people just don't want to pay for them sometimes. Yeah. Like me, I basically wait for them to come to the airplane so I can watch them on the airplane.
2: <laughs> and they, they so every man, Matt Hamilton. Well, no, that's i
3: <laughs> You know, everyone's gonna work. It's It's everyone does what works for them. And for know, me, that's when like- I get to watch movies. Like Jen, all of a sudden, wants to watch. The Last of Us 2, but she gets scared, so we can only watch like one episode at a time, and I just want to like binge through it and move on. Jim, he's
1: just so relatable. (laughs) Like, we were having a conversation before the show about $18,000 watches, just so relatable, right?
2: I was impressed by a watch I saw, but like the watch thing is different, it was a gift and good for him. But the plain movie watching thing is like, what? And not even like a bougie thing, it's more of like. Nobody travels as much as you, Matt. Like, most (laughs) of the time. There are business people that travel like I do. Yeah, but after COVID, like, you are, I I would imagine, a premium flyer. You fly more than, I think you're probably a one percenter in flying.
3: Uh, I don't know, dude. I don't get upgraded to first that often because there's better, there's more senior flyers
1: than me. Wait, you're not a first class guy?
3: I mean, I I love to be, but I don't book the first
1: class ticket. I hope my status gets me upgraded. Hand to God, I'm actually shocked right now. I know. I figured but he, you were always like first or second row, first class. Matt doesn't want to pay for anything. I get upgraded anything. occasionally. So yeah, I'm not trying get... to pay
3: for it. So when you fly on the same airline a lot, you get like
1: What's your status? Delta. Okay. And you get status. I recommend you Delta get a
3: too. That's my favorite. Status, I also like, Delta. like you can get upgrades and free bags and but stuff. But you know so. me,
2: I'll, I'll do Frontier if I got to do Frontier. I won't. Like I don't. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a. I'm not a comfortable flyer. So like Delta. Like I want to. I'm not do flying. You, do you get flight inside? Oh yeah. Really? So, yeah, absolutely. I have a little totem I use. I'm good. I can handle it. A little but like totem. Yeah. So I don't
1: know what that means.
2: It's like a little something you can have like in your hand that like you can kind of or oh, something like a fidget? Something to distract yourself. Okay, yeah. Sure, so sure. it's not like an actual fidget. It's just something that like I'll bring something on the plane that's like meaningful and I'll just kind of if I not all the time, like it's less and less and less the more and more I fly. But if there's a moment of high turbulence or whatever but also then you do like the old like military four four by four, Sort of breathe in four out four yeah. and like I'll calm myself down. And so like it's fine. I just not my favorite thing. It's more of a control thing. It's more oh. of like I don't who's flying this plane? Are they good? Like <laughs> are they know what they're going. doing? Yes, a computer's flying. Up. Right, I know, but like in my head, it's like I don't know this person. I don't trust this person. So like that's a big part of it. So huh.
1: yeah. You're a tough guy overall. Yeah,
2: just, so just this kind of shocks me. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not like but I'm powering through it. I'm learning new stuff about you guys. Today. I power through it. You don't know, like I famously took a train to the Rose Bowl because I didn't want to fly. That before my time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How long was that? Forever. I will like never do that. 36 hours? Dude, I got food poisoning too. Oh no. <laughs> I'll share the story on the other side as we talk about maybe next time the badgers go uh, to the Rose Bowl. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.
0: You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt.
2: story coming back here of my train trip to LA but we had a few texts coming in there one from 262 says we should take a look picture take a look at pitcher Riley Cooper from LSU he looks like Mark Tauscher so I'm gonna have to look that up uh, in the break Daniel the sloth chimes in and Riley look, Cooper
1: didn't go to LSU
2: he said LSU pitcher at Riley Cooper
1: oh different Riley Cooper not the guy that was dropping expletives uh, the former Eagles receiver,
2: right? Because nobody would think that guy looks like Mark Tauscher, said LSU confused. pitcher Riley Cooper. I missed the pitcher. I just heard LSU. And Riley Cooper didn't go to LSU, did he? Went he? to Florida. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. So none of those things and your assumptions were right. Uh, Daniel Sloth chimes in. Actual fear of flying. I've only flown on my honeymoon. I hate being in places, things that I don't have control over. If I'm going to die, I want it to be my fault. I feel that, Daniel. <laughs> I feel that uh, very well. Uh, and then you have Daryl and Deerfield chime in. I'm with Alex. Would never have guessed that Jim had any issues flying. Try drinking an ice cold glass of milk while taking off. I feel like that would make <laughs> me sick to my stomach.
3: Maybe had a cold shower right before you go to the airport.
2: And I guess I don't. <laughs> one, like, because I looked into a lot of this stuff. For me, the more I wrap my brain around it, the more I could like, um, be less afraid of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was just more of. Uh, the anxiety it's just your brain you think your thoughts are magic it's like a kid yeah. thing that kids do so like i just had to just remind myself my thoughts aren't magic so when i think worst case scenario on things uh, it's not going to happen like i can't <laughs> make it happen you I'm know it's trying
3: tra- to convince my wife not to think about the worst right, case scenario right, right. Because but everyone tra- your thoughts are magic
2: but everyone traps it's a child thing kids think their thoughts are magic and so like if i think <laughs> something bad happens it's going to happen and so that's one of the things you have to trick yourself out of but anyways, I didn't want to. Uh, I was just. I hadn't flown in a long time. As a kid, I used to fly to California and Florida all the time. So was this the 1953 Rolls yes, Bowl that you took yes, the train to? Yes, 53. Yes, 53. Or Rose Bowl. 60 or 63. No, none of those. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Co-
1: covered Pat Richter back in his days.
2: Yes, uh, back back in the pre-segregation back days. Back in Tom Oates' favorite coach. era of Badger football. Well,
1: <laughs> Ivy Williams the, the 50s coach of the and 60s.
2: Badgers. Um, but anyway so a great the fly- name, Ivy
3: Williamson yeah so I don't want to ask or Milt
2: Brun 8447703776 do you have a fear of flying cuz when I looked it up it's like 70% of people have flying anxiety which is what I would say Right? like yeah. I'm not just like so like it's my f- wife gets she's like this is the coolest thing in the world I'm like it's fine like I know I'm up in the air and it's cool but also like I'm up in the air I don't love it like <laughs>
1: is it better for you before you tell your story <laughs> is it better for you if like your wife is with you because uh, then you got to you put, put your player, like, brave face on? Yes. Just like with like. Because uh, like next week you're flying alone. Yeah. So and it's that worries fl- you more?
2: Not anymore. So again, I've kind of, it was a big long break, is what happened there. I just didn't fly for like a decade, if not longer. And so I just built it up in my head. The last time I flew, I'd flew with some friends to Mexico, and we flew from Minnesota to Mexico City straight, and we flew like through a thunderstorm. And we were getting like bounced in the plane. And then we got on like a little prop plane and flew that from Mexico City to Mazatlan where we went. So it was just horrendous flying experience. And then the way back was, I guess, okay, I don't remember it, but I remember the last time I flew when I was like 20 was this horrible experience. <laughs> and then I just didn't fly much otherwise. And so then it just kind of built up in my head. So then when the time came for the first time for me to fly, this was before my wife and I went on our honeymoon, I just didn't want to fly out to California. It felt too big for me. And I I Mm. just asked the question, can I take the train? Someone's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'll just do that then. Really bad idea. But I've flown to Jamaica with my wife after that. Now I fly plenty. And now I'm getting the kids like, we're just going to go fly. Like I flew down to the Super Bowl. I fly. It's just not like, some people get super excited about it. Some people are super super chill about it. And I'm more of like, I used to be like a nine or ten about flying. Now I'm more like a six or seven. So, right. I'm happy to hear that that's growth, yes. And so, uh, and look, you can find plenty of stuff. Like, I, I feel strength in numbers, like, there are plenty of people who have at least flying anxiety. So, anyways, I went out to the Rose Bowl <clears throat> on a train. So, I got on a train in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, took that down to Chicago, then boarded a different train and I headed out west. And it was awful. Uh, um, it's kind of like an airplane. At least you can move around a little bit more. And there were like train cars where you could like sit and like get a drink and have like, you didn't have to sit in your uncomfortable seat. It was like a dining area or like a lounge area. We could go like a viewing area. So it was like, I got to see a lot of the country. So up until I got to New Mexico, it was fine. <clears throat> because in New Mexico is where. I'm gonna blame the pizza that I got in New Mexico, which they recommended. You were able to get off the plane in New Mexico, stretch your legs, walk around. We we're there for like an hour, so we got off the plane, train, train. Sorry, and everyone's like, "Hey, go! This is the pizza spot. Like, this is famous in New Mexico." It's like, great, I'll get pizza here. By the time I got to California, and maybe this wasn't from the pizza, or maybe whatever, but <laughs> I was a disaster. I mean, like, how was the pizza? Delicious. Okay, delicious, greasy, but delicious. Really good. Yes. So I started to, like, you get the feeling, like, all right, I'm sick. So I had to, like, this was mainly um, number two sort of sickness here. So <laughs> I, I'm, like, on the train bathroom. I and just shit my drawers. And the, the the trains are nice where there's actually, like, level. Like, I was able to, like, find a bathroom that was a little bit, like, away from people. So I was, like, I'm just going to kind of just camp out here for a while. And, like, your stomach's hurting. Like, it's just. So yeah. I get to the train station. And now it gets real because now I'm in this position where, like, I have to get to the train station to a rental car place and then drive this car to the hotel in this condition. And my stomach is killing me. And so I am, like, holding on for dear life uh, to not throw up or have diarrhea. And I'm going from the train station to the car. I get the car. I get, soon as I get, soon as I get to the, the car place, I have to use the bathroom. And so then somehow I get through LA traffic in that car to the hotel with no accidents. And then I get to the hotel, I check in, and I run to the bathroom so fast, I almost knocked myself out because I threw the toilet seat up so fast to throw up. That I hit myself in the face and then just <laughs> threw up. And then I walked out. There was a, thank God, a, just like a, a water thing, like a, you know, like a. Like you buy water. like a, oh. And so I bought a bunch of water. I was
3: thinking like a fountain, like on the no, ground. No, you know,
2: no, like no, a, no, no. F- put I, coins no, in. No, 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 no. So I, bought, so I bought a couple bottles of water, crawled, crawled in the bed, and I think I was there like 48 hours early. Slept. like didn't move for 48 hours. I lost like 15, 16 pounds. Just throwing. I'd go throw up and then go back. I was sleeping. This is New Year's Eve. Like the whole thing. Like I get up, finally have enough energy for the Rolls Bowl. I eat a, I think like toast for breakfast. <laughs> Tom Lee, who was working with us at the time, uh, now works for AmFam, was doing bad stuff with us, thought I like, looked like I looked like death because I was so pale. and so like, I, All I drank was water and a few pretzels. And I didn't start feeling better until like, probably Chicago on the way home. Like, I was trying to like, find rides home with people because I'm like, I don't know if I can mentally wrap my brain around going on a train again. <laughs> uh, so I will never take a train again because that almost was worse than death. And so mm. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to die on an airplane. I'm just going to die on an airplane because I can't do that again. It'd be a lot faster than that. Yeah. It, I had a, it was one of the sickest
3: I've ever been in my life. I had a similar travel story coming, going to Italy one time. We'll
2: save that for another day. But So the Badgers good. to the Rose Bowl. Uh, do you think I'm taking a train out there this year? You know, Scalzo and through the Scalzo and Brust train. I took the actual train. <laughs> yeah, I put my so money should we where... So start the Badgers to the Rose bowl bowl bowl? So... I don't even know if the Rose Bowl is a big thing anymore, but I do want to talk about Badgers' expectations. And, Matt, we're both excited, right?
3: I'm very excited.
2: How excited are you? I just, you you
3: see the Luke Fickle bat signal go up, and you know we got another recruit. Um, All this hype around, you know, Trestle and Longo, and obviously this air raid offense, and we've got, quarterback recruits just coming out of the woodwork wanting to come to Wisconsin like all of that like news not hearing what anyone's saying just looking at the news has got me super excited thinking the sky's the limit for the Badgers. Maybe not in year one, even though I do really I'm very excited for year one. But like the future of the Badgers seem like I really believe that we can be like an Ohio State. But what about
2: what about this year?
3: I think this year, I think they can compete.
2: I like, think what's compete mean?
3: Compete means
2: give me a Win the West
3: and a good game in the championship game against probably the Buckeyes or Michigan.
2: Give me a number. How many games do you think excited Matt Hamilton? How many games do you think this Badger football team is going to win? If you don't give me double digits, then you're not yeah, really my excited. My
3: conservative number. No, is, I want your I want 10. your number. My excited number. Or go eleven. Let's All go right, 11. eleven. So 11, that's right. our
2: first Iron Jack Poll question. Matt Hamilton believes the Badgers will win eleven games this year. Are you with them, or is he crazy? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I'm with. You, Am Matt. I too excited? I got ten. Okay. So we're right there. But I love your enthusiasm. And that kind of plays for our personality, too. But, that like, you hear the stats from Mordecai right now? Like, you look at his last two years? Tanner Mordecai, I think, had more in the last two years than Grant Mertz had his entire career with the Wisconsin <laughs> Might have
3: had more than the Badgers over the last four years, right? 40, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's exciting. And then you say we have this offense where we're going to utilize quarterback play. Like, I'm just... So, I want to give I'm this to you. thinking, like, Russell Wilson era. You know what I mean? Where... Where if he wasn't gonna throw the ball down the field, and if we weren't gonna bust a run with one of our great running backs, our quarterback was gonna be able to take off. We were like a triple threat every time they snapped the ball. I'm just so pumped.
2: 2022. Tanner Mordecai, 3,524 yards passing, 33 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He was that. actually a little better the year before. I mean, I would definitely 39 t- touchdowns. How many? And he had, I think, that's just a, bu-
3: a handful of rushing touchdowns too. Probably, I think, like 10 or 11. In the last two years,
2: so, I, don't, I don't have that in front of me.
3: Oh, I, either way, it's just super exciting having these like high recruits, and you know, I I, I kind no. of
2: veer away. He's not a running quarterback. He's had nah. like four his whole career.
3: Gotcha. I thought he had a, a handful one game. Um, either way, like we have a quarterback that can sling the pill, and we haven't. I mean, we've had some game managers. We've had good quarterbacks. Like I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to knock anybody, but like Russell Wilson
2: could throw the ball. We've had one great quarterback and a couple fine quarterbacks, serviceable quarterbacks. Right, Joel saying, Stave, Scott Tolzien, serviceable quarterbacks. Where yeah. they didn't lose the. That's all they were asked to do. Don't lose the game for us. I mean, even I know we got rid of him, but Jack Cohen was fine. Yeah, he was serviceable. Absolutely, Alex Hornibrook was for a year. The year they won the Orange Bowl. So, um, we've had serviceable quarterbacks. The difference is those serviceable quarterbacks were surrounded by incredible offensive talent. Well, now we have an incredible proven offensive talent in Braylon Allen. And now we're looking at, could Mordecai have similar numbers? I don't think it's out of the question here. Daryl Deerfield chimes in, just winning the West is a pretty low bar. Matt is crazy talking 11 wins. No more than 10, and that's optimistic. I don't think 11 is crazy. I honestly don't think that, Matt. I do think it's a high bar, but I don't think it's out of line. And we can run through the schedule uh, after the the commercial break here, but I do think that double-digit wins is a fair bar for the Wisconsin Badgers. But is Matt Hamilton too excited? That is our Iron Jock poll question. Matt Hamilton thinks the Wisconsin Badgers will win 11 games this year. Is Matt Hamilton too excited? We'll hear from Adam Rittenberg uh, on his Badgers expectations, we'll hear that next, and uh, we'll also run through the Badgers schedule to see how Matt has the Badgers get to 11 wins. And Matt, we're including the bowl game in that 11 win number, right? Yes. Yes.
1: yes.
3: I was looking at how many games. Otherwise, are in a regular you're, otherwise season. you're
2: insane. There's only
1: 12 in the regular season. Yeah, right. so you're, I think so you're saying they're the going to bo- go 11 and one.
3: No, I'm going to include, include the bowl, the bowl game. game
2: yes, include the bowl game. Well, I was the, champ-
3: the the Big Ten championship
2: game. Include the bowl game, two man. In the bowl game. Yeah, just, like, 11... All the w- games they play. Yeah. 11 14, wins. That'd
1: be 14, then, if they get
2: there. Yeah, so, like, 11-3 and three is not crazy. Like, that's not insane.
1: That's gonna happen.
2: All right, kashi Ooh, excuse me. Kaboom-Cash is the prize over at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Four winners every hour can win between $500 and $3,000 cash by playing their puck drop game. Kabooming Cash, Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison on July 29th. Four winners every half an hour win between $500 and $3,000 cash by playing their puck drop game. This is and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.
0: You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Don't get stressed; gonna get out. deep conversation that
2: you know, there's so much content out there, but are we gonna run out of it? There's a now a actor's strike in addition to the writer's strike. So there is just Hollywood shut down. There's no be all over the streaming. Uh and rightfully so, I do believe that the actors and writers are right that especially not the Matt Damons of the world, but the writers and the people who are lower tier are right. not getting paid their fair share at all. So anyways, Hollywood shut down, which means All your favorite shows, like a lot of stuff's not coming back. Like, sports is going to be more popular than ever in the fall. But it is fascinating that uh, that news broke today that basically actors are not going to work anymore. The writers aren't going to work anymore. There's nothing being done in Hollywood. And I know we talk about a. Like uh, so much content on your Netflix and and all like that's gonna dry up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, gonna, that's gonna dry up. Plane rides the, the, are gonna
1: be so boring. Because here's the
2: thing, it's gonna be a lot of reality TV coming your way. Well, right wait for the short term because you don't have to. Whenever it comes back, you can write it. So and you could also throw it out there. For sports, because I hate reality TV. So I think the sports, original ra- reality TV. And I guess TV. maybe some documentaries, but sports will probably carry you through.
3: It's the original reality television show. Sports.
2: It will be sh- shocking because I love I love sports, but I, I like watching movies. I like going to the movies and. It's not there. Let's get out to uh, Ed or Robin Madison, excuse me, Robin Madison. Rob, what's on your mind?
4: What's up, guys? Hey. You know, uh, until porn shuts down, there's going to be plenty of content. You know that, right?
2: <laughs> well, aren't there actors and writers in that?
4: Who cares? <laughs> hey, <now>. <laughs> content. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what? I, I'm Rob, Rob you got to stop looking that. at your
1: Instagram models, man. We need we need your head out of the gutter.
4: Hey, I look at a lot more than just Instagram, all right. Thank God Wisconsin hasn't shut down some of the sites. Hey now, so, <laughs> so well, good for you, Rob. Hey, so I originally hey, you guys brought up this topic. I my originally call yeah, yeah. about uh, Badgers, okay? Okay. So I'm I'm pretty psyched about the Badgers, but I I can't see them going double digits. I mean, Lockheed looked good this spring, but. That uh, Mordecai, you know that it didn't look very, but it was spring ball, yes. But uh, what I wanted to bring up that uh, Mabry quarterback, you know, sunshine blonde, long hair kid, yes, Mabry, yes, Mabry, yeah. There you go. You know, he had a uh, Twitter post the other day, and he's already calling himself the king of Madison. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I can't wait till somebody humbles him in spring ball next year.
2: <laughs> You're ready, Rob. You're ready. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, so, what's your number then?
4: Oh, I'll st- I haven't even looked at the schedule in a while, but I'll say eight, nine, including the bowl. Okay, so we're not far off. We're just match just looking for a
2: little bit of. Just, of, of uh, luck thank there. you. Thanks for the call. Well, we're Rob. gonna
3: go over to the schedule. Let's do that. Y'all are gonna agree let's
2: do with that me. right now, and then we'll hear from Adam Rittenberg. So let's fire up some schedule music. Alex, now. <laughs> I'm looking for the
1: right one. Dramatic pause. On. Yeah, this is some good Badger schedule music. All right. Oh, it's a college football theme on ESPN. I would hope so. Nailed it. All righty.
2: Let's get into it, Alex. He's getting the schedule up for us as well. Yeah. We only told him this was happening. I mean, but. I have it up. I could have gone well, through okay, it. Okay, well, but you can't go through it and, yeah. and then say it yourself. It was it's just, just a big Matt Hamilton segment. All righty, <laughs> run through it. This, you, you mat,
1: have, this is all Matt, though. I'm not going to uh, chime in. All right, home opener coming up uh, September 2nd at Camp Randall Stadium. Buffalo opens the season. Yeah, here's the thing. I would be afraid of the Buffalo Bills. I'm not afraid of the Buffalo Bulls. Badgers
3: win that game easy. What hey, now?
2: Friend of show used to coach the Buffalo uh, Bulls.
3: Buffalo What, friend of show? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it's a football player. <laughs> I have co- no idea. Coached,
2: <laughs> yeah. Lance Leipold, head coach Leipold of Kansas. Leipold
3: played. Er, coached for the Bills. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Oh. He
2: went from Whitewater mm-hmm. to the Bulls to Kansas. No, cool.
3: Well, there you go. His uh, his former team is going to get uh, trounced by the Badgers. I think what you're, what you're probably point?
1: right about that.
2: Now, they, this next team also has a Wisconsin tie. Do you know the tie for Washington State? Um, Washington also starts with W. <laughs> He's not wrong, <laughs> but that's not the tie. No, I to don't discuss. know what
3: the tie is. No, <laughs> their head
2: football coach is from the Madison area. He said he used to sneak into Camp Randall when he was a young kid to watch him play. Mm, then he came here last fun. year and beat the Badgers oh, yeah. at Camp Randall. Yeah, I hope Revenge you enjoyed it because it
3: ain't happening again. Badgers beat the S- Washington State Cougars. That's two and zero for the Badgers at that point. Georgia Southern week three. That's a win.
2: What former Bear running back <laughs> who has the name of a I'm just, has the name of a great Vikings running back uh, went to Georgia Southern? <laughs> Um, what? He's the same name as a great Vikings running back, but he also was a solid running back for the Bears. I know, One Peterson, yeah, Adrian Peterson, same name. Okay, yeah, different, different guy. Adrian <laughs> different yes. Adrian Peterson.
3: Okay, so
1: we're three zero for the Badgers right now at Purdue Week
3: Four. See, I think that'll be the first like test for the Badgers, but I think they, I think they come out with a dub. Who's the best quarterback in Purdue history?
1: Drew Brees. Okay, correct. Homecoming Week Five. I mean, it's week six because they have a bye. It's
3: homecoming week. week, uh, I didn't even say
1: the opponent yet.
2: Oh, yeah. Sorry. But it's homecoming week. Rutgers.
3: Win. W. Big W.
2: What do you think of when you think of Rutgers? Who comes to mind? Uh, East Coast. Is there a person at all? Rutgers. No. Greg Sciano is what comes to mind. He was the guy that kind of brought that program up. Then he went down to Miami. I feel like Tony Soprano... Like his character went to Rutgers? Yeah, that might be right. I feel like I recognize that. I know it's an out-east school. It's an out, Yes, it's an out-east school. Yes. I, I, didn't, know, mean, I didn't know that was up for debate. Yes, it's definitely well, an out-east I mean, school. Everybody an knows.
1: Not everybody knows where all these schools are. Nobody that good went to Rutgers. I'm looking through their famous alum right now.
2: All right, what's the next one here?
1: Iowa. At home again. See,
3: that one... I'll do a coin flip. I will... Take my optimism pants off for a second, and I will say that will be optimism our first pants. out. How about like optimism hat? No, nope. no. Nope. Optimism comes from the loins. <laughs> you, have <to> lo- <laughs>
2: you have them. have <laughs> them. Losing the Iowa at home.
3: I, it's a, it's going to be a tough game. in here, like, I'm trying to hit my my win mark. I called it, and
2: I, that's there's you only two. You need this to hit your win mark. You got some harder ones coming up later. Uh, I'll say this. Now I'm going to ask you this question, one you should answer one that I'm
1: worried about. What? Yeah, that would be 10 and 2 if they now, lost both of those. This is
2: on the basketball side of things, but what former Badger and current ESPN Madison host has a uh, a sorted history with Iowa? Jesus. Um, there can only be like one option. <laughs> I am not sure. Is that the question again? Who's got a I said this history? has a basketball angle. Yeah. What former Badger and current ESPN Madison host has oh. a like sorted history with Iowa? Oh, is it Brusty? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, well. I,
3: have his, yeah, I don't it know and. what is uh, his uh, issue with He Iowa. had
2: committed, and then they switched coaches. He decommitted, and they had to like oh. get out of the commit. And went oh, to I didn't realize that.
3: Yeah, so hey, I, I still have the bowl games and the Big Ten championship. King Trelhas so.
2: the D chimes in. Ray Rice went to Rutgers. That is a yeah. He's uh, good. He was a good football player. bad person. Good football. player. Yeah. Illinois on the road. That Jason. is a win.
3: Yeah, it is. Redemption game over Bielima. Badgers <laughs> takedown. What's your trivia
1: question here, Jim? Bielima. The answer is Bielema.
2: <laughs> what former Badger cornerback? They have two of them on the staff. What or secondary member is on the Illinois staff? He was here during Brett Bielema's time coaching here. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. How do you not know this? Jim this? Leonard? So Anto- here's why it should matter, though. I don't know. Antonio Finellas and. Aaron Henry, and when they flipped the kid from Wisconsin to Illinois, they posted a photo together and it angered a lot of Badger fans with their high five and saying, This won't be the first time we take kids from the Badgers. And it was like huh. a little like. All right, October 28th, Halloween
1: weekend, Under the Lights, Ohio State at Camp Randall Stadium.
3: I'm, I'm, I love the atmosphere.
1: If there was ever a situation where the Badgers could
3: steal a win, that would be it. But I'm going to give this one to Ohio State.
2: What current Badger head football coach also coached Ohio State for a little bit? <laughs> <Luke
1: Michael! laughs> what current Badger football head coach? That was good. At Indiana, November fourth. That's a win.
2: Uh, what former uh, ESPN Madison market manager is an Indiana alum? <sighs> Ken Rowback. Ken Roback. Ken Roback. <laughs> Who did you start to say? I don't know. I said Chad Hopper. Hopper. I don't know anything.
3: I don't even know who Ken Roveck is. He's like, Nobody does. This is, this is
1: horrible. Oh, all right. Did you do Northwestern already or did no. It not? Right. No, but that's a dump. Home against Northwestern.
3: That's a win. They always give us trouble for some reason. The Badgers play down to their opponent when they play Northwestern, but I think Fickle's going to have that
2: figured out by then. I had a family member go to Northwestern. Was it my mom's dad, my mom's mom, my dad's mom, or my dad's dad? All the above. Trick question. Just my
0: mom's dad. God
1: dang it. Trick,
2: trick
0: question. <laughs>
1: I hate this game. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> November 18th at Camp Randall. The final home game of the season is against Nebraska.
3: The Cornhuskers don't have anything on the Badgers. That's
2: a dub. And f- wait, <laughs> wait, a minute, wait, wait. What, <laughs> former, what former Wisconsin athletic director has direct ties to Nebraska? <sighs> Barry Alvarez.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Final game of the season at Minnesota. We are getting
3: the axe back. We are taking down the Gophers. That puts us at 10-2. I do see a win in the next two games. Two two things on this
1: before you go, Jim. Yeah. I just found out recently. Well, number one, I already knew this. This, The series is tied. It's completely tied. Whoever wins this year will be in front. And uh, secondly, they used to play for a slab of bacon. You just found that out? I just found that out. I never knew that. Did they lose it? That's why they switched to the action. Yeah, but then Barry found it in like 94. Yeah, yeah, but they did
2: lose it. That's why they switched. <laughs> so, Minnesota, what do I got for you here? I'll give you a story, and you can guess who it was. So, you should have heard this before, because uh, you do the show with Tarksaw on and Derek Inger, and They tell this story often about <laughs> one Brad of Norman. the lamest attempts ever. So, when Barry Alvarez is the head football coach, he'd have his assistants kind of come up with themes for each week. And one of them was for Minnesota. And he, this coach, who was their offensive coordinator, later coaches in the NFL, for the Minnesota Vikings, came up with the idea of handing out cards to every player on a team and said, these are your gopher, license to hunt gopher cards. And like, that was his thing. And they said it was like one of the lamest things a coach ever did, like deflated the room when he brought that up to them. Who's that coach? He was the head football coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Brad Childress. There you go. Nailed it. Did you yeah. know that Brad Childers was a Badger offensive assistant at one point? I did not. I was just really? going to go
3: back and try and think of some. So was
2: Lovey Smith. So was. Uh, really? Yeah. Lovey? Brian Callahan. You want to crown him?
1: No, that's Dennis
3: that's Green. That's Dennis Dad. Green. Okay. <laughs> not Lovey. They are. I was... who we yeah, they were. We uh, are. They are who we thought they were. So 10 and 2. He and was going to win a bowl about Lovie. So we're going to get. That's my prediction they got two more games after that. They're going to have the Big Ten championship game against Ohio State, which I probably
1: think they take the eleven,
3: and then they win their bowl game. So that's the 11 wins. What do you think, Strove?
1: I think you're overconfident, but I like it.
3: With three losses to Iowa and twice to Ohio State, I don't think that's crazy.
2: Struff watching me give away is the caller number 99. That was a time. Are you drunk? It. I just must have clicked nine twice.
3: Wow. Caller 99.
2: <laughs> All righty. We'll
3: reveal the winner during
2: Scouts on Brust. <laughs> <laughs> caller number nine will win a case of that means you get 24. Wow. I really
1: thought you were going to make me do it. I was just hoping you didn't notice that because I saw that earlier and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> caller 9. The
2: 99. first time ever I look at the numbers and you, you have it there. <laughs> We're going to give away a case of the Variety Ranch Rita. So that's 2 12-packs of the variety 12-pack of Ranch Rita. 8447703776 caller number 9. You get in this variety pack, Classic Margarita style and then three new flavors, Spicy, Mango and Blood Orange. So from the Ranch Rita folks, you get a variety of pack, a variety 12-pack of Ranch Rita those, So 24 of these you're going to get and that includes the Margarita style. Spicy mango and blood orange. You're going to get all of that. Caller number nine eight four four 770 You're going to win a case of the Variety 12-pack Ranch Rita Margaritas. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.
0: You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt.
2: So Matt, I'll play it for you in the break, and maybe we can play them on the air. When you find the original, where they take the beat from... Oh, like, the, what, the samples from? Yes. yeah. And some of them are, like, subtle. Like, Dr. J does a really good job. Like, he usually is sampling multiple songs at, at right. a time. But, like, this one, it is... The original, I think, it's a Joe Coker song, which is even weirder. Uh, and it is... The beginning is exactly the same. And yeah. it is a trip when you hear it every once in a while. But I actually find it fun. And, like, for me... Yeah.
3: I enjoy those. Like, there's a Kanye song where he samples bon Iver. Yes. And intros the song "Monster" with "Lost in the Woods" by bon Iver. I think that's super cool. Yeah.
2: Well, because for that style of music, like if you're talking about someone playing a guitar, and this the, there was just another case one on this, like you're going to overlap chords. You're going to overlap, and at times you're oh, yeah, going that to was, have uh,
3: Ed Sheeran yes. and I don't know who Marvin Gaye's family. I think, I think you're I right. Yeah. So yes. yes,
2: and it's happened a lot. Like it's you can't. There's not enough chords. There's not enough ways to to write a song to not have overlap and have some parts be similar uh, or exactly the same for little bits and pieces. Uh, but that's why it's the same idea. If you're going to create um, rap music, you're going to need to borrow. You need to sample. Like yeah. my favorite thing as we talk music here was the uh, drummer for Nirvana, now the lead singer for Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, yeah. talked about how he lifted a lot of '70s disco hits for the drum beats for Nirvana and so he's like if you listen they're very similar if not copying what they did with the disco because it's a, but it's a different type of music they're slightly different He's able to use it well. Drum beats, uh, without especially like, hard yeah. to well almost like, everything, but yeah.
3: Drum like melodies. There's different notes and stuff. And as far yes. as rhythms go, like the same rhythm is played for multiple songs. So like oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of biting, I guess you could say.
2: In well, the there's drum famously, world. I don't know if it's a comedian group or what, where they do the five chord song melody where they can they run through like oh, right. yeah fifty number one hits all in the same that are all the same five chords four
1: chords actually is it
2: four chords two, yeah. oh, okay so there you go I'm I'm even off on. That part of it here. We are asking you our first Iron Jock poll question. And the question is, Matt Hamilton believes the Badgers will win 11 games this year. Are you with him, or is he crazy? 73% of you, Matt Hamilton, or 73% of people out there are with you. Hey, now.
3: Nice. I thought you were going to tell me 73% of our
2: fans think I'm crazy, and I thought that would be pretty accurate. So, what... You came through. How many regular season wins did you have for the Badgers? So I had them at it? Ten and two in the
3: regular season. So
2: then they all have to win either their bowl game or the Big Ten title to get to a lot. Right. The Big
3: Ten title most likely against Michigan or Ohio State. I'm kind of counting that as the L, and yeah. then hoping that we can get that,
2: but that okay. uh, win in the bowl game. So, but okay, so then you're in a ten win team with three losses going to the bowl game, which means you're pro- you're going to like two a, losses going into the bowl game. Okay, so then but you're still going to like a. A bowl game that is like a try, Capital One. It's like a tier probably below. Even, it's like a tier below the probably major bowl games, which right. is good because then it gives you an opportunity. The major
3: bowl games have one more year of four, and then they expand. Yes, right.
2: Yeah, but so the point is, like, it gives you an opportunity to be in a good bowl game, one you can be excited about as a fan, but also winnable game. Right, especially since I think Coach Fickle and you know Barry Alvarez, I'm sure is imposing this, but the Badgers have always cared about bowl games. And mm-hmm. I don't mean this in a bad way, but that's why they win them. Because a lot of teams, a lot of schools, they show up and they're like, oh, we're in the bowl game, we'll go out here, we'll do the party, My guy, guys aren't going to play, or we don't right. care, it's just an exhibition, which it is, but the Badgers have been great, especially under uh, Barry Alvarez, but that carried through with Bielema and a little bit with Paul Christ. of these bowl games matter. They can carry momentum into the off season. So the Badgers playing a bowl game, I, I always like their chances in a bowl game there. So Matt, I don't think you're crazy. Strofe? I think he's a little optimistic. Well, I have to say
1: you said he's not crazy. Where do you think the where do you
3: think the extra loss
1: comes in? And our schedule.
2: I don't know. Washington State wouldn't shock me. Okay. Matt Pullman. But it wouldn't uh, shock you if they won. Like Matt's just taking those fifty fifties and flipping it to him. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying
3: I'm just taking the close ones and giving it to the Badgers. You say I, they would lose to Iowa? I did say they'd lose to Iowa.
1: Yeah, we'll see.
3: See, know. and I think that's a coin flip. I, I think just like figured, nine
1: and three in the regular season is, is realistic. Maybe win the
2: week. Right, side. so now you get one extra win in there. So nine and three. Like that's the I don't now think, he's nuts. I never said he's crazy. Yeah.
1: I just don't. I think that's a little optimistic. But I like it. I'm not against optimism around here. I'm an optimistic guy.
2: The big thing is they have to get you off to. Optimistic, uh, pa-
3: you got optimistic pants that? on? Well, I said do I you feel am it in
2: your, Do you feel it in your loins? <laughs> do you do feel, feel the that optimism Hamilton's? in your loins? Do uh, I feel
1: Matt uh, Hamilton in my loins? Do you I feel Matt Hamilton's
2: faster? optimism in your loins? <laughs>
3: Jim, that would be physically impossible. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the other side of a glass wall.
2: <laughs> I know your tricks. Daryl theory. and Deerfield chimes in. Does Matt have any idea how tough Washington State is at Pullman? No, I'm. I, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. But now, look, let's, I, I'm let's... with you. The Badgers, especially if they get Buffalo and they look good and feel good for that, I'm not gonna say stealing Washington State, but they're cap- they're better, they're more talented than Washington State. So go out there, take that game. Like the
3: Badgers are gonna go into that game, most likely the favorite. No,
2: probably. But also, here's the thing that we're forgetting, especially in the Big Ten, but even Washington State, nobody's got tape. Yeah, they don't this is a know. New look offense. They don't know what Phil Longo's offense looks like with these players mixing in the old system and the new system. They don't yeah. know. Even this defense is different. Right. They don't know how these players are going to be used. That can work to the batchers' advantage as long as you believe in the coaching staff. And the other part of this is, and I, I, the Rob chimed in earlier about the spring game, Tanner Mordecai. He looked horrendous in that spring game. But people I trust that are very well connected, that was like his only bad practice the entire time. <laughs> it was pouring, like it was like a rainy, sleety day. It was not a good day. He didn't mm. look good. But... He did look like a capable quarterback. I mean, throughout practice, is what I heard otherwise. And more than capable, he's 23 years old. Talking to people around the program, they're blown away with how hard he works, how smart he is, how prepared. Like, Tanner Mordecai wants to go play in the NFL. He's using the Badgers as an opportunity to get himself an NFL roster next year, to get drafted. So he's taking this seriously. He's a grown man who's had two amazing seasons. His last two seasons would have been better than I think anyone has ever done at the University of Wisconsin as far as statistically at the quarterback position. So like, he's proven. He has a track record. I get it if he was a young player coming in here and you'd say, oh, this guy can't get it done. No, he has two years of phenomenal quarterback play. We're going to give him the spring game as a bad game. But other players on this team, this is the difference between years past the quarterback there's many talented quarterbacks yeah. hanging around with the Wisconsin Badgers. We'll talk some more Badger football. I also want to talk about Sports Illustrated did their 10 most influential personalities in sports media. I want to ask you who your like, Mount Rushmore or who your favorite sports personalities are. We can talk about that on the other side as well. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton. By Light.
1: Mine is Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton, Alex Strofe, and Molly Brown.
0: There you go.